If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Fellow Ghanaians, good evening, and thank you very much for joining us on Upfront on the Joy News Channel. It's a Thursday evening, the third day of August 2023, and I know for many of you are excited about the fact that tomorrow is a holiday. But of course, in Parliament, before it rises today, lots of issues happening. Yes, we know that the minority has had a motion accepted by the Speaker of Parliament to get the Finance Minister to actually brief Parliament on the domestic debt exchange program. Lots of issues happening also about the Bank of Ghana, the minority not happy with the loss of some 60.8 billion. So these are issues happening in Ghana's parliament. But I know there are many of you also who become concerned about the Auditor General's report, particularly the report on public corporations, boards of institutions in this country. Now you've been concerned because of the irregularities in there. 15 billion Ghana cities. Now, just picture this, and I know for there are many of you who like figures. So, 15 billion Ghana cities worth of irregularities. Now, we're told by the Auditor General that some 99% of this amount can be recovered. 47 million of it cannot be recovered. And I'll be sharing with you shortly a breakdown of the irregularities for the year ending 31st December 2022, majority of which relate to outstanding debts and non-recovery of loans. And as we get into the discussion, you'll find out that, you know, these are institutions, intergovernment institutions that are owing each other. So you would have, for instance, the Electricity Company of Ghana owing the We Power Authority. But also there are questions about how we've performed over the period. Now, let me just share with you, for instance, these figures from the 2022 year, uh, ending 31st December 2022. So if you look at it critically, for instance, you realize that in 2022, outstanding debtors, loans which are recoverable, amount to some 14 billion, 964 million, 
300,230. Okay, just keep that money in mind. Then you have cash irregularities amounting to 23,513, with payroll irregularities totaling 11,486,154. Procurement irregularities amount to 42,710,000. Tax irregularities, 12,856,000. Contract irregularities, 4,574,000. But that's not all. Because if you take a critical look at that same report, it tells you how poorly we fared from 2018 to 2022. Now, in 2018, we had a total irregularities of 3,7,258,924. Now, that gets to 5,468,000,000 5, in 2019. It increases, okay, by more than 100% to 12,856,172,000 in 2020, then further increases to 17,483,000,000 in 2021, and then in 2022, we see a reduction, but still at 15,059,000,000. This evening on our front, we want to understand a thing or two. We want to understand why we continuously engage in these irregularities. And mind you, I said irregularities, and we'll explain that shortly. And we're joined by Dr. Valentin Mensah, who is a chartered accountant. He's an auditing expert, he's, uh, you know, the managing partner of CBS. Uh, Dr. Valentin Mensah, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, we hope you're doing very well this evening. Yeah, good evening, Winston. I'm doing very well, thanks. And good evening to your viewers. Great. So I know that in the past you've had, uh, you know, some concerns with the Auditor General, particularly when it comes to, you know, how the Auditor General uh, captures irregularities and the perceptions they create. Does this particular audit settle those concerns that you've had in the past? So we can move into the details of it now. Okay. I would say that uh, this is a very big step in the right direction as to the explanation of irregularities and losses. And you can see that in the report, uh, they indicate when uh, the irregularities do not connote losses, so that people will not be misled into uh, equating the amount stated as irregularities as the same as corruption. Because last year, when uh, we communicated to the external world that there was corruption to the tune of 17 million, billion, it didn't help the economy or the currency. That's why I made the efforts to clarify that all the irregularities were not due to corruption. And this year, they've done a very good job. And I can see why the no media house has mentioned that the 15 billion is due to corruption. But then what we need to do is to ask why fifteen billion only came from about six ministries. Mm -hmm. And particularly the Ministry of Energy yeah. accounted for almost all the recoverables. 
So, and then we see that the other irregularities have diminished. Does it indicate that the scope of work had reduced or reduced in 2022 as compared to 2021? Because cash irregularities, for example, the amount for an audit of 113 institutions is a bit uh, worrying because you, it, it tells us that there's been a significant improvement in internal controls and the cash irregularities, where most of the losses always emanate. So if you are only looking at 43 million, then uh, we need to know whether it reflects in the improvement in the internal controls or the coverage of work was not as uh, extensive as last year's. Mm. But apart from that, I can see that uh, the Auditor General has done a lot of work, and especially in their summary, to explain the uh, work done, and also as to even including the list of uh, audit firms that okay. participated in the audit. Mm. So that was a concern that uh, the Auditor General couldn't do it all, and couldn't even audit the companies, the state-owned companies. So okay. now the Peter General has contracted the audit firms to do so, which is a, a big step in the right direction. Great. So let's get into some of the specifics. And you started by talking about, uh, you know, we, we are needing to ask ourselves questions, particularly in relation to the Ministry of Energy, where majority of these issues are. For instance, you're looking at, uh, you know, the document, you realize that um, of the $515 million uh, recoverables from the Bui Power Authority, ECG alone owes the Bui Power Authority some $509 million. Now, what's your concern with one ministry having majority, in fact, about 90% of the recoverables? Thank you, Winston. I think it's a reflection of what pertains in uh, the, whole, uh, the total economy. Because with the IPP as well. So the energy sector is uh, burdened with a lot of debt. And the ECG, based on how it has been operated, I can, we, I, we can see that with the new management, there's been a significant effort in debt collection. And if this is sustained, then the... Uh, power producers like we and others will be paid. But this debt accumulated because of the fact that ECG wasn't able to collect its debt. And that is a significant it's a problem that we'd have to address in most of the state-owned enterprises. Because the, the job is not finished or the sale is not completed until the, the receivable is collected. That is an aspect of management that uh, we need to drive home to most uh, managers or senior managers in this country. Mm. That when you, as soon as you are engaged in uh, sale activity, change stops when you've collected the, the bubble. So you see most organizations being run, but the receivables are always accumulating. And that is what is reflected here. If you have not more than 
of your irregularity in receivables reflects that uh, the managers are not collecting. But the PFM Act requires even the directors to collect all debts. So it's a serious irregularity that uh, has to be worked on to resolve. Now, in, in, in working on this serious irregularity which you've identified, I mean, let's get to the specifics. How do we work on this? Because, look, if you look at the 2021, 2020, we seem to have a lot of, uh, you know, um, outstanding monies that have not been collected. You say it's serious. You say the sale is not complete without uh, the collection of the receivables. So how do we get them? How do we deal with that? It, it comes to uh, enforcement and then performance evaluation. Mine. I'm driving. I joined the new Duncan Rewards program, and today's the day I'm going to use my points on a medium iced latte and a couple of chocolate frosted donuts. Here you go, and thanks for being a rewards member. And now I'm using those chocolate frosted donuts, kids, to get a few sweet, sweet, blissful minutes of beautiful relief from the never-ending onslaught of backseat bickering. Join new Duncan Rewards today. Oh, sorry. Join new Duncan Rewards today. Save them, stack them, use them how you want. America runs on Duncan. Terms apply. So, as I said, we have it in the uh, PFM Act that at the end of the year, management and directors should ensure that uh, all debts are collected. So, here you have one of the organizations, I think it's NETCO. Uh, the Auditor General mentioned that uh, some of the debts is dated more than four years, or yeah. been four years. So how could that happen? So that may not only be to uh, government institutions. So if you have deceased people and businesses that do not exist, that means there are losses. That uh, they, it's a loss to the state. And that is where I expected the Auditor General to have gone further. Or if you indicate four years, that is when the section 1877 uh, as to surcharging and disallowing currency. Because you yourself, you know that four years is too, uh, it's a long time to collect debts. And some people may have gone out of business or some people may have passed away. So we need to do further work. Okay. Well, except that in, 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 in this case, you're looking at the electricity company of Ghana, which is still in business. And so if the, some of their debts are over four years, you'd expect that they will pay these debts. But the reality is uh, the question I'm about to ask you. Now, we've had these debts for between one to four years. We have a cash waterfall mechanism, which is supposed to aid in the collection of these monies. That is not happening. And I mean, at times that we find ourselves in realistically... Do you foresee these monies being collected? That, that is a million-dollar question. Mm. And uh, especially with NETCO, with NETCO, uh, I am not very sure that all can be collected. Mm. And then it comes to the state-owned uh, state enterprises. Uh, most of them are also cash-strapped. Okay. Collection of the debt, it may be contra, either 
the institutions engaging the Ministry of Finance to arrange a, a form of contract. Otherwise, uh, it will be difficult for most of the institutions to settle that debt. Mm. So, so if you have... Yes, go ahead, I'm listening. So if you have, for example, ECG owing more than $500 million, how long will it take for ECG to settle Bui Power? Mm. If Bui Power needs that money for its working capital, And it has to also uh, run its operations. So how is it? How long is it? Are they going to wait for collect twenty five percent every year? And even if they do, would that assist that business? So okay. this, this debt uh, affects the um, the life or the uh, operations of most of these uh, government institutions. I mean, and, and, and talking about the net cost situation, you're looking at, um, you know, uh, the company's Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. That's about 1.4 billion Ghana cities. And that's uh, from customers. Dr. Mensah, these are customers who have consumed electricity. So, shouldn't somebody be held responsible in ensuring that these customers pay their bills to Netco? Thank you, Weston. Okay, so Netco, as the, as the name applies, is the for the northern parts of the country. Yes. Okay, so uh, I can, uh, uh, we are in this country, there's been some political, uh, how would I say, as to whether to, it's possible to disconnect uh, power from certain uh, areas, especially when it comes to period of elections. So if it's considered that those areas are, are relatively uh, they poor, uh, it's, it's considered social to produce, uh, supply them with power, even if they are not paying. And this could be debts that have been 
accumulated over time, as, as the Auditor General is saying, four years. So holding one person to account may be a problem. But uh, I think at the end of the day, if the Public Financial Management Act is enforced, then the responsible officials will know that they can be held responsible. So the, there should be a balancing act, even if the government or the incumbent wants you to continue supplying power, if the customers are not paying you, you also have to look at your back and then uh, ensure that you collect the debt, otherwise you'll be held responsible. So uh, it's a matter of enforcement of uh, the provisions we have. And talking about enforcement of the provisions we have, I mean, you started by talking about surcharging. Now, that's something that we actually saw uh, in the past. I mean, we've had instances where Yadomalevo, for instance, would surcharge. It doesn't look like that's part of, uh, you know, uh, this Auditor General. It says, make sure you recover. Uh, there are no disallowances and surcharges. I mean, what do you make of that particular situation? Okay, thank you for that question too. Yes, I think, as I said uh, last year, before you can surcharge, you have to do further work. Uh -huh. So, for example, this recoverables or receivables that's uh, indicated here. If you want to surcharge someone, uh, or maybe, for example, the person in charge of uh, NETCO, you have to do further work to identify whether there was anything fraudulent, whether there was a breach of duty, and then uh, uh, negligence. Then you can, you can hold someone responsible. But if you just identify the irregularity, you don't know who to allocate the responsibility to. So at that stage, uh, you cannot surcharge. So the surcharge requires further work. But, but shouldn't, shouldn't that be the way to go? I mean, if you're auditing, for instance, shouldn't you be finding out whether the losses that you've incurred as a result of somebody's negligent, all, all, all of that, must you just look at it, present it, and walk away? Should that be the way to go? Yeah, no, that is not what the Constitution requires the mm -hmm. Auditor General to do. So the one, one eight five, sorry, one eight seven five requires the Auditor General to submit their reports and then indicate if there are irregularities. So an Auditor General may just stop there, as we have now. But then the 1877B requires the Auditor General to surcharge and disallow expenditures that are uh, irregular. Yes. And that is where we are still facing the challenge. So what I'm trying to say is that now this is a step that uh, we've had some more information and clarification on financial irregularities. Now we have to make more efforts on the surcharging. 
And that is where we expect the audit service or the auditor general to conduct more investigations. But then the time, the time factor is also a problem. You see, you have the deadline of June mm -hmm. to submit the report to parliament. Most of the accounts may not be ready in time. So maybe March, April. And uh, able to put everything together or enough time to conduct further investigation. And that is what we need to look at, how, how to accommodate that further investigation so that the... Now, Dr. Dr. Valentin Mensa, are we, not, are we not making excuses for the Auditor General? Because we've seen it before, we've seen it happening before, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, entities were, you know, persons were uh, surcharged. So, I mean, let, let me give you a typical example, for instance, in paragraph 68, which says, we noted that uh, Madam uh, Asabia Bampo, who was initially employed on contract basis, uh, continued to receive a double salary as a contract staff and as a permanent staff which led to an overpayment of 66,600 cities. We recommend that management should ensure the stoppage of the contract salary payment and the amount of 66,600 recovered from her. Now, Dr. Valentin Mensa, the principal spending officer of that entity, and this is the Public Procurement Authority, should ensure a validation of everybody who's supposed to be paid. How is it possible that a contract staff is also paid as a permanent staff and the entity loses 66,000 Ghana cities? And all we are told is that make sure you recover it. It should be somebody's responsibility, shouldn't it? I agree with you entirely. This, this I would consider this as a low-hanging fruit for the auditor general. That's... Uh, but this is not the first time. Yeah, but, but this is not the first time the Auditor General has done that. Last year also, when he submitted the report, he didn't surcharge. And this is something that is being, I mean, a position of law. I mean, this is a position of law. So, I mean, since you are in the sector, I just want to understand. Maybe in your conversations, you probably have, uh, uh, you know, information we do not have. What is the difficulty? Why is the Auditor General unable to surcharge? Okay, thank you, Winston. Uh, as I said earlier, you need to be able to attribute someone. So, and the, the three, whether it was uh, done fraudulently, fraudulently so, sorry, and then whether there was negligence and then a breach of uh, duty. So that establishing that may require further work. And once you even commence the investigation, you have to gather adequate evidence to support that surcharge. Mm. Because if it's <clears throat> the first kills against that surcharge, you would have to go and face the courts a person in court to be able to prove that the person was uh, accountable. 
And that's uh, in the past with the Mr. Domlevo, we had some few uh, misses in courts that uh, may discourage an auditor general if he doesn't have sufficient evidence. Yeah, but you're looking... Okay, so, so this point that you make is true. But the question is, if you are actually conducting an, an audit, part of it also is to find out whether monies can be recovered and whether people actually were negligent or there was a breach of duty. And so those persons should be held accountable. Yes, you can argue that there may not be time, but there are certain cases where the evidence abounds or the evidence could be obvious. Shouldn't we then take advantage and get persons surcharged so that at least we know? So this is it. Management has been advised to recover the money. They will come to the Public Accounts Committee. They ask these questions. Oh, we are in the process of recovering the money. And that's the end of it. So here we are. Here we are. We know that in 2021, there were, you know, uh, monies that we should have been returned. Just last month, we were told of how some 10 million, I'm sure you may have read that, 10 million yeah. has been paid into the Auditor General's recovery account. That's 10 million Ghana cities. Just 10 million Ghana cities. Clearly, you would agree that there should be no excuse in the Auditor General's inability to surcharge. That responsibility is to make sure that if somebody doesn't do the right thing, you probe further to find out if it's as a result of negligence, a breach of duty, and then you surcharge. Yeah, thank you, Winston. Uh, I think now, as I said, we are we. Uh, this is a step in the right direction. At least, if we are able to contain the receivables, inter-institutional receivables, then we can focus on the other irregularities that uh, result into losses. And then, as you are doing, you raise questions. As to why he hasn't searched the specific irregularity when it's so obvious that the evidence abounds. And that is all, it's a collective effort that we have to make to ensure that the right thing is done. Hmm. But let's look at another issue. Um, we have instances where, you know, some of these entities invested in financial institutions that have been collapsed, for instance, and they're being advised you know, to try and retrieve monies? Re I mean, realistically, is that a possibility? Okay. If it's the uh, capital asset management institution, uh, we know that through sex efforts, a percentage was paid. Yes. The government was going to pay uh, the rest of the was in November last year, uh -huh. but nothing happened. So there's a possibility of recovery, but we don't know it yet. And now in this situation that we find ourselves, we don't know if it will be uh, in the near future. So the government set up the amalgamated fund and then uh, asked the 
depositors' uh, approval or acceptance to deposit the money in the amalgamated fund. And then they'll be repaid uh, in November last year, but it didn't happen. Okay, so let's broaden the conversation now. I mean, I mean, you find a lot of these cases in there. You have, you know, people going on leave, and then, uh, you know, they have study leave. People are actually on leave, and they are still receiving over, um, you know, uh, allowances. Okay, they're receiving allowances, which are for, you know, persons who work over time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And these are issues that we But let's broaden the conversation now and find out why do we have so many irregularities within our public sector? Why is that the case? I think we, we should go back again to the uh, lack of enforcement, especially in the uh, public sector, because uh, people see that as a secure job for most people, and it's so difficult to even dismiss someone in the public sector. So most of the uh, most of the managers, I am not uh, uh, making excuses for anybody, but uh, it's assumed that uh, it's difficult to dismiss someone. So. Uh, the sanctions are not meted out to people as they, they are done in the private sector. And that leads to such uh, behavior where people are not uh, carrying out their responsibilities as expected, and they are still in their positions. So most of the things that would have uh, sent a lot of people home uh, occur in the public sector without the appropriate sanctions. And that is why we have uh, situations like this. So as you were saying, if you uh, you have an accountant uh, who's running a payroll and a person has left the organization and the, pay, uh, the ex-employee is still being paid for years or even months, in a private sector organization, when that is detected, that would be a, a serious sanction meted to that person. But uh, people do wait, and they still they are still in their uh, jobs. So it does not uh, serve as uh, a deterrent for people until we start uh, sanctioning people in the public sector we would continue to have these problems. Mm. I mean, as one who's audited firms yourself, I just want to understand something. Is it your view that uh, the public sector in Ghana is, is become more like a hub for corruption? 
question. It's a difficult question to answer. But then, uh, like I said, the corruption, we have an equation. We have uh, monitoring and then uh, accountability. Mm. Okay, so if those are not being done, then uh, you encourage corruption. Things have to be so transparent. And then there should be continuous monitoring and then uh, accountability. So if you have a situation where those are not in existence, then you will have corruption. So it could be that some public sector institutions are run at low corruption, but then you may have others that have the uh, environment set for corruption because the lack those uh, constraints or limitations. Mm. Would you say that uh, the Ghanaian generally is corrupt? And like Dr. Tonyadu would say, you have corruption in the genes of the Ghanaian. Okay. Uh, it's an interesting question. Okay. I've always known that a human being is adventurous. And that, that is why we have internal checks. So I always give the example when uh, that I learned in the UK that if you meet a couple in the UK, the uh, first, they work on their mortgage, they buy their house, they run their joint account, and the lady, the lady uh, controls the account. And uh, Studying them, I see that that regulates the the the, the 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 men as well. So, like most of us are free here, because our ladies will not uh, agree to joint accounts. But in the UK, you even have expatriates whose accounts are being regulated at home, and with that, they know most of the things you do. And that is what I call internal check. So the husband checks the wife, the wife checks the husband. And so the room, the room to uh, go out of line is quite uh, limited. So the internal checks, like we say internal controls, internal checks, if people are not being checked, then there will be corruption. And that's when it comes to the societal level, it will be the cultural values in our culture that may not be solving the problem of corruption. Because we have certain cultural values, like uh, our cultural value of uh, collectivism or in-group or extended family, which can be also interpreted as party members and others. So when there's a, a problem, you have to begin 
by uh, considering whether the person is your in-group or your out-group before you criticize or even sanction the person. So, for example, if your brother or your party member does something, you cannot sanction like you sanction somebody out of your group. That cultural value, most developing countries work with that and change it or find ways of mitigating that value. And uh, we have Singapore that came with the value of honesty. And they began with a zero tolerance for uh, corruption. And they had to consider that value as well, whether you are a party member or an executive. And especially the top executives had to be sanctioned whether there was any, even there were cases where top executives went on leave and the, there was suspicion of corruption, they had to be uh. sacked. So it's, the, it's the, the values, the values that may facilitate corruption. It's not, it's not in the blood. So the culture has to solve problems. That is what culture is for. Okay. To solve the problem of uh, relationship with other people or the environment or the even the state. So mm -hmm. if the culture is not preventing that, then we have a problem with our culture. When we return after these messages, and this morning, uh, this evening, I'm joined by Dr. Valentin Mensah. When we return after these messages, we'll look at, you know, either board themselves. I mean, uh, there's been lots of studies about how, you know, audit committees are able to help uh, institute internal control. So you ask the question, what's become of uh, these public boards and their audit committees? Don't they see these things happening? What have they been doing? Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bag. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still they chop better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Okay. Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, Papa. 
Should I listen for you? It was barely a year ago when I sat in this very hall to witness the 2021 Distinction Awards. I watched with awe and admiration the honor and prestige conferred upon the then awardees. They had braced all the odds to make it to the top. I wondered if I could ever achieve such a feat. However, I was motivated and I determined to make it a reality. The Waiyak Distinction Awards 2022, showing this Sunday on 6th August 2023 at 6pm, only on Joy News. Welcome back and thank you very much for joining us on Upfront tonight. And tonight we're reviewing the Auditor General's report on uh, public corporations, boards and institutions. And we're joined by Dr. Valentin Mensah, who is a chartered accountant. He is also an auditor. So, yes, Dr. Mensah, before the break, I was talking about, uh, you know, these audit committees. I mean, lots of research indicating how the audit committees are supposed to enhance internal controls, good governance, and by extension, a prevention of irregularities. Why this, these irregularities when these boards are in place? Thank you very much, uh, Winston. Uh, that's a very good question. Okay, so first of all, we want to know when the uh, audit committees were commissioned in most of these organizations. We have late uh, commissioning of uh, audit committees. Secondly, the, for the audit committee to be effective, you also need an effective internal auditor. Because mm -hmm. the audit committee would have to work based on the information provided by the internal auditor. And uh, most of these institutions may not have an internal auditor with, a, let's say, in the, that level of independence in quotes. So uh, you may have situations where by the audit committee may not be receiving the information that would have been expected. And that may impact on the effectiveness of the audit committee. It's, I can also say that it also depends on the team, the audit committee, the chair, audit committee chair. Mm -hmm. There's happened to be a chair of two audit committees. And it's not, a, it's not the easiest job in the world mm. because uh, you need to think ahead. Uh, you have to be on top of internal controls and then risk. So you need to think ahead and uh, identify what is what may go wrong. And then on top of that, you look. You need to look at the financial statements and then ensure uh, compliance. 
the regulations and other other matters. So when you are a chair of audit committee, a lot rests on your shoulders. And if you do not rise up to that uh, expectation, that can also be a problem. And if you even do... Uh... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Up to even even if you are up to your task, then the internal auditor is not effective. You can even help the internal auditor. In my past uh, career, I had a very good audit committee chair who helped me a lot to become more effective internal auditor by introducing me to certain uh, principles and then methodologies, which really helps. So the audit committee chair has to work closely with the internal auditor to ensure that most of the areas are covered. But if they don't have that good relationship, it can also impact the uh, their effectiveness and the entity itself you even have some boards that are not that effective because of the head of the entity mm. because we have a situation where most of the heads are appointed they are political appointments and the boards are board members are also politically appointed okay so how when they go there, who is responsible to whom? Mm. That is, that is the uh, thing. What we have in most of the public sector institutions. It looks like we have a long way to go. Then. No, if we start doing things right, uh, we don't have a long way to go. We we have all the institutions that we need to uh, get us to do the right things. But uh, they are not working for some reason. And, that's, some and, 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 and is that not the beginning of the problem? Because if they are not working, then how sure are you that uh, we don't have a long way? For example, uh, I always rely on the online reports because I want to do a lot of research uh, mm. online like the Auditor General, because I know whenever I go there, I see the reports. Okay. But I cannot say the same for Shraj. Mm. Now, you don't even have 2021, 2022 reports. And as I was talking about accountability, for the citizen, they need the information to hold the officials accountable. And it's the duty of the citizen. And the citizen can only get that information from an institution like Shraj. So if for two years the citizen has not received that information, can you blame the citizen, the citizen for not participating 
as uh, politically or holding the officials accountable. Because that's how democracy works. The citizens are the principal and the agents are the officials. The principal has to monitor the agent to ensure the agent is doing the right thing or the agent has the interest of the principal. But if the principal does not get the information, anything that the agent does goes. So if an institution is supposed to provide the information and it's not doing so, we have the media to go after them. Okay. Now, I think you've done so much with the Auditor General. And that's why I say it's a step in the right direction. The special prosecutor is also doing well. We hear a lot about Yoko as well. But then Shraj should uh, uh, raise his game so that we can have uh, all the institutions working and the provision of the uh, necessary information to the citizens. And once we have that, then things will fall into place. Okay. Well, Dr. Valentin Mensah, thank you very, very much uh, for joining us this evening. Uh, we're glad that you made time uh, to speak with us here on Upfront on the Join News Channel. On behalf of the team, thank you very, very much uh, for joining us. My name is Winston Amadou. do have a lovely evening coming up as Join News Prime. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.